Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God is truly good. Truly good. While you remain standing real quick, Lord, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate all that you do, oh God. Lord, I'm just asking that you guide me. I will follow. Lead me the words, oh God, that it be clear and concise. As the people hear your words, oh God, and they begin to process, let it cause deliverance. Let it do a cleansing, oh God, in their body, in their spirit, oh God. Lord, you are God, Lord Almighty. You can do all things. The things, the ones that they haven't said anything about, Lord, we're asking and claiming that those things be done by the deliverance of your words. Lord, I appreciate you. I love you. I give you all the praise and all the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Y'all can, can sit. Y'all can have your seat. I want to thank God this morning for waking me up. I thank God for life, health, and strength. I thank God for being saved. It is truly a blessing to be able to be saved every day that you wake up. Some people wake up not saved. Some people wasn't saved and wasn't able to wake up. But I thank God. I thank God for his saving grace. <laughs> Giving honor to our pastor and first lady in their absence, pastor and first lady Clay. Awesome leaders. We have the best leaders. To our deacons, to our deacons, to our mothers, our missionaries, all the staff, administrations, the congregations, and to you online that is watching. I thank God, least but not last, to my family. I have a very supportive, loving family. And parents, wife, children, aunties, uncles, cousins, everyone. It's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. When your family supports you, it means a lot. It really does mean a lot. It gives you encouragement. It gives you strength. You know, and they are the ones, those should be called the day ones. I know a lot of times we have friends we call day ones, but your family should be called the day ones. They was there before you was conceived, and they helped you and helped groom you to the place that you are today. So I thank my family. Um, I thank God for Quentin and uh, Pastor Quentin Clay and Pastor Karen Clay. Uh, I believe Saturday started their pastor and wife's anniversary, and Sunday today will conclude. So um, I'm not sure what time that starts, but 2 o'clock. So let's make sure we tune in on that, all right? Wasn't able to make it, but at least we can tune in, right? Right. He's one of our own, and that's my 
baby brother. Oh, here you go, Brother White. Brother White just loves Pastor Quentin Clay. She has favorites. She has favorites. I don't know if we should do that, but she has favorites. But I thank God for all that he is doing um, in our lives. Um, a lot of things going on in the world today, and sometimes it's hard to stay focused on what's important, and that is God, that is salvation, that is heaven. Sometimes we forget what we're living for down here. Sometimes we think that this life that we're living, that's it. And we put all our eggs in this basket. But we know that once we leave here, when God calls us, there's another place that we will reside. There is another place after this. You will either be in heaven or you will look up and be in hell. And prayerfully, none of us make it to the latter. Hopefully, all of us will take uh, the words that God has given us in the scripture, apply them, and every single day, put that in the forefront of your mind. It's not about your bill. It's not about your schedule. It's not about all the other things that you get busy with in life, being a consumer and, you know, trying to be Jesus to other people's life. You know, it's literally about salvation and God and preparing yourself and your soul for the next step. We don't know how long we're going to be down here. We don't know. Some of us, I've lost friends in high school, and, you know, I have a grandmother that has survived. I don't know how many strokes and heart attacks and everything, and still, if you don't know, you don't know. But that's what we want to do. Anyway, y'all know I'm not a long preacher, not a long teacher, um, so I won't be before you long, correct? That's right. But uh, I'm going to work with this a little bit. I'm going to work with this a little bit. And I'm going to give you what God has given me. Okay? Is that all right? Um, the title of this, I want you to look at somebody. Yeah, I want you, I want you, I am first. No, don't repeat that. I want you to eye the person first. Listen, I appreciate you guys paying attention. You definitely are Pastor Clay's congregation. You're paying attention. Look at somebody first before we say this. You got your person? <laughs> Look at them and say, when is God changing your name? Okay. When is God changing your name? And if you could help me, if I do point this way, it's because I need the title repeated. And then can you shout it back at me? Like if I do this, you say what? That'll help me, okay? I appreciate it. When is God changing your name? I have a couple of scriptures that I'm going to give you ahead of time. I'm going to give you... Genesis 17 chapter 1 through the ninth verse. Genesis 17, 1 through 9. That's going to be one of the individuals that I mention and talk about. 
The other scripture will be Genesis 32, chapter 32, 22nd verse through the 29th. That will be another individual that I mentioned. And then we will do some revelation on this individual. And that scripture is going to be Isaiah, the 14th chapter, the 12th verse, and also Revelation, the 12th chapter, the 7th through the 9th verse. And I give it to you that way, honestly, because I'm being selfish. That's how I like to get things. So then I can easily follow along. So that may not work for you, but I'm just giving you how I like to get things. Is that okay? When is God changing your name? Let's dive into this a little bit. Let's look at what is a name. A name is a word or set of words by which a person, animal, place, or thing is known, addressed, or referred to. Okay? So some examples of names are the names that we're given at birth. We call them in America our government names. My government name is Gilbert L. Clay Jr. The L is for Leroy. My father told me it's French. Gilbert L. Clay Jr., okay? So that would be a name that is given that we use. Other type of names that we use commonly would be something like maybe a nickname, okay? Nickname is usually given by families or close friends, and, you know, you might have a nickname because maybe you've done something that just, that name caused them to call you that. You know, maybe you bumped around a lot, and they called you Bumpy. You know, um, my name uh, is Son, but the original is Son Son. Why? Because I am a son of a father, and I happen to be a little on the bright side. Okay? So it came out as Son Son. Right? Oh, y'all laughing laugh too much now. All right? So these are the some type of names. In the Bible... There are certain names given to individuals for different reasons. Some of those are the same causes. It was either by birth placement or uh, maybe what they will be in the future or things that they're currently doing now, okay? Um, names also can signify status and levels of promotion. Um, some examples of that would be like, um, let's take sports, okay? Oh, this is a good one. This is a controversial one. So like Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan is his name, but his nickname became Air Jordan. And it became Air Jordan because he was able to defy gravity. I think his vertical was like 48 inches or something. He was able to jump and he could hang in the air for a long time. So they called him, they nicknamed him Air Jordan, right? And they claim he is the best that's ever done it in basketball. But then there's LeBron James, and his nickname is King James. Now, my wife said, mm. Now, King James is given his name because of his dominance on and off the court, right? I appreciate that. We got some James fans in here, right? So he has a nickname because of what he's done. Just some examples, okay? Even in relationships, 
we give names. If you're a husband and you're married to a wife, you may give her a nickname. You may call her Honey, you know, because hopefully she's sweet to you or something like that, right? And then the wife may call her husband. She may call him my, my king or, you know, my... I'm not going to repeat that, mother. <laughs> you know, my champion, because maybe he's so great, right? These are some names that you give in relationships, okay? But there's some individuals that we're going to mention, we're going to talk about a little bit. Again, because the title is what? When is God going to change your name? We're going to talk about Abram. Mm-hmm. And I gave you the scripture for that, and that would be the Genesis 17, 1 through 9, right? Abram's name was changed to Abraham. If you go to the 17th chapter, uh, I'll read a little bit of it. I'm going to start actually at 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Now, isn't that wonderful? That he was born with a particular name, but God saw fit to change his name because of what he will accomplish what he will be over, and his responsibility in the future. In my study, I noticed something else. This is uh, very unique to this, is God's name. I'm not going to say change, but it was added to. God's name in this particular time was the first time it was called El Shaddai. Right? So not only did Abraham to Abraham, Abram to Abraham, but God also added to his name El Shaddai. Now that's awesome. God changed his own name, decided I'm going to add on to this because there's more greatness that I'm about to do here in the future. Isn't that something? Abraham's name also is referenced as he is a friend of God. Isn't that something? How special of a person do you have to be for God to call you? You're a friend of mine. That means your spirit, your life, your works is so pleasing that God wanted to befriend you. And he called you a friend of mine. That's special, right? There's some other ones. There's Sarah to Sarah. Okay. Then there's Jacob to Israel, right? And then there's Simon to Peter, right? God occasionally changes someone's name. It's done to establish a new identity that God wished them to embody, okay? Jacob, let's turn over to Genesis 32. And 22. 
And I'll read a little bit of that. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two woman servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabuk. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had, Ammon 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. This is Jacob wrestling with the individual that we understood to be an angel, okay? And the angel says, let me go, for day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. 27. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Now, this is really good. And this is what I'm going to dig most of my message from. Jacob's name came because he was relentless for his blessing. Relentless for his blessing. He wanted to be blessed so bad, he was willing to wrestle with an angel all night long until the daybreak because he said, I need and want this blessing. And that angel, now, when I read the scripture, sometimes it just comes alive and pictures come to me. But could you imagine an angel? Now, you see the angel really, he could have killed him, but he didn't. Obviously, he had more power and strength than Jacob, right? But Jacob is not letting this guy go. You know, I have my youngest son is seven years old, and he likes to wrestle, and we go back and forth. About five, ten minutes of that, you're tired. And that's a seven-year-old. He's climbing up and pulling, and you're going... All right, yep, mm-hmm, gotcha, and you're flipping and you're going. Now you're getting hot and out of breath. You're kicking, you're trying to throw them off without hurting them, but they keep coming back for more and more and more. I couldn't imagine wrestling a seven-year-old from night until daybreak. That's a seven-year-old. But an angel? Something that's more powerful than you. And the angel continued with him until he finally said, look, I have to go. And he just touched and threw his hip, as we known it, to be out of socket, just with the touch. But he was so impressed with him being resentless with his determination over the blessing that he knew he could obtain. I think y'all missed that. Jacob already knew that this figure was able to bless him and put him in a situation that he formerly was not in. And he was not going to let go no matter what the situation was. And it impressed the angel so much that he said, you will not be called this no more. I'm going to call you this name, which was Israel. Now, names that I'm talking about right now is names of promotion. But there's also names where 
the promotion seems to go down. It's like a demotion. That one is the Isaiah and the Revelation. And this particular name is Satan. The most beautiful angel created in heaven when he walks music, right? And at some point in time, he was pleasing to God. But if you look in the scripture, and you know what, let's, let's go to that. Well, let's go to the reason why he got. Go to Isaiah 14 and 12. I'm just read that. How art thy fallen from heaven? That was a question. Very powerful question. Lucifer, you was in heaven with God. How did you fall? What could possibly make you fall from grace? Fall from being with God, right? He says, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thy cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now he put all that effort into ascension and end up being put below in the furthest point in hell. See, sometimes you can think so highly of yourself or get so ahead of yourself to where you get out of order. And in being out of order, you, you, that selfishness, you heard the selfishness, right? He said what he wanted to do. You know, there's something um, uh, in the streets, if you was part of a gang or something, there was a code that you lived by, and it was nobody is bigger than the program, meaning this is how we move as a unit. And your mission, your individuality, and what you want to do is not bigger than what we're trying to do. Now, if they have that code in the street, you would think the most beautiful angel, the music, the, the pleasure of God would have had some type of sense to not go against God. But because he was praised so much and, and he got so full of himself, he decided that he's going to ascend above God. He forgot who his creator was. He forgot who the Almighty was and ended up getting demoted. And a part of that demoted was his name ended up changing. If you'd go over to um, Revelations 12 and 9, because this is one individual that he had many names. Like, his demotion was so bad. It didn't just change just from one name. It went to many different names. Satan is called so many different negative evil names in the Bible. I think they probably ran out of things to call this guy. If you look in 12 and 7, it says, And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against his angels. Dragon is one name, right? And the great dragon 
two, was cast out, that old serpent, three, called the devil, four, and Satan, five, which deceived the whole world and was cast out, the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, within, what, two, three scriptures, you got five, six names that he was called. And if you go through the Bible, there's even more names. Demotion. Let's do it one more time. I see y'all got comfortable. I don't know if it's the voice of y'all really listening. Right? So we see where God changed two individuals' name for a promotion because of what they've done, right? But then there's another name change because of demotion. What's the title? Mm-hmm. Let's go back to um, Jacob, Genesis 32. And you can go about the 26 verse, right? There is a common theme happening between these that the Bible speaks about, the names. I don't know if y'all see the pattern here of what's going on in these names. But when God changes your name, you have captured his attention through your lifestyle and your actions or your works. Using Jacob, his determination to fight for his blessing, his betterment, and that's the Genesis 32, stating, I will not go until you bless me, is a signal to the people your fight for what you need will cause a change in your life. I was thinking as I was reading the scriptures, if I put myself in that situation of Jacob and I needed something, I was fighting, and then you get it, right? Now the name has changed. And I was imagining waking up the next day, I wonder what Jacob went through. You know, he'd go outside and somebody says, hey, brother Jacob, how you doing? Sorry, that's not my name. What? What do you mean that's not your name? We used Jacob yesterday, last month, and now your mama named you Jacob. Oh, what you going through, brother? He owns something today. Imagine the questions he had to answer. Why did you change your name? Who changed your name? What did you change your name to? But imagine his response. My name changed because God changed my name. He changed my name because I wrestled. I fought for my blessing. God changed my name. I didn't change it because I wanted to be something else. God changed it because he seen I was something else. A unique thing about this is Miracle Central. This situation that Jacob experienced and Abram and Sarah and Simon, this is something that we went through. Didn't we go through a name change? We went from Rose Hill to what? Miracle Central. A place where what? Miracles, Miracles happen. <laughs> Ain't that something? And God changed the name. Isn't that something? 
And the unique thing about this is, the name change, is because of the sacrifice and the works, because of the faithfulness, because of you being relentless, these are now patterns that you have to continue to operate in because your name has changed. Once your name has changed, you can't go back. Once you have accomplished those things, there's an expectation that God has put on your life and in your life. For Abraham, he said, you're going to be a father of many nations. Many nations. There's an expectation that goes along with this. He has to father many nations. And the unique thing about this, and I gave you these scriptures because I want you to go home and study. You two online, not just the congregation in here. But I want you to study these individuals so you can see who they were and what happened and transpired before the name changed. Abraham, he was too old, uh, he thought, to have a son. But then God said, a son, that's nothing. But how about I make you a father of many nations? One son versus many nations? Can you imagine how great of a person you have to be to be able to father many nations? the wisdom, and then as a father, one of the first things you do is teach. So now he has to teach his, and you'll read about the Abrahamic covenant. He has to teach now the nations about the God that he serves. Isn't that something? God trusts him that much that he knew that he would do that. That's why part of the reason he changed his name. Because of faithfulness, he chose to stand on the Lord. Um... I was also thinking about the, the, the change that a caterpillar goes through. One thing that I found that's very unique about the caterpillar, I never knew this, maybe y'all did. The caterpillar only has six legs. Don't you, it always seemed like they had a bunch of legs, right? Or was I the only person? They only have six legs. So when they're crawling on the ground and going through everything, it's only on six legs. They just got a longer body that happens to move and make it look like they have more legs than what they got. But when they come out of the cocoon, they have wings. You know what's unique about that? They still have six legs. What are you saying? What got you there, you're not going to leave. That don't change. It's just that addition of the wings, that instead of you crawling through the mess, you're now able to fly above it. Them trials and tribulations, you had to lean to the side, or you might have climbed up a little bit and rolled back down. You now, that ain't your way of operation. Now when you see these things, you simply lift your wings and your hands and you begin to fly. And you use the air that you can't see that God gave you to the air that you can't see that God gave you to maneuver through life. Isn't that something? When God changes your name, he already knows your outcome. But there's something that has to take place in order for him to change your name. I asked you to look at somebody to ask that particular question. Because this message is something to make you think and hopefully will give you some determination because Sometimes we think, you know what, it's just not good enough to exist. You got to live. 
don't just exist in life. Don't just exist in your walk with God. Don't think it's just coming to church, reading your Bible. Really put that Jacob energy into what you're doing and see if God won't do something special for you. See if he won't change your situation. See that blessing that, you know, sometimes we say, oh, Lord, bless me. And then you walk out and it's like, no, you got to put some effort into that. Are you praying? Are you fasting? Are you reading? Do you know who he is when he shows up? Because sometimes he shows up and there is waiting for you and you don't even know who he is. I've seen countless times people, God will allow them to be in a situation where they're isolated and it's quiet. And they don't realize that God is the peace in that moment that he placed you in. And then they'll walk out of it and go back to the noise because I'm used to hearing noise. I'm not used to having things quiet. Let's interpret what's going on here, right? When he puts you in that quiet place, he's present. When you think you're alone, he's right there next to you. There's a picture thing. I don't know when it came out, but it went wild, and it showed uh, two footsteps in the sand. That, that picture hit hard on everybody, and they mass-produced that thing. I don't know who, who, who was the originator of that, but that was beautiful because while you think you're by yourself, you're not. But you have to know who he is. You got to know what he is. It's just quiet. It should be. Because now you can hear God's voice. When there's too much noise going on, you can't hear his voice. You can't hear him say, hey, I have you. It's okay. I heard your prayer. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting. Keep striving. You understand? You have to fight and put in that, I'm calling it the Jacob effort, okay? You got to put that in there. Is that all right? I've talked longer than what I thought. Let me get out of here. Let me cut. I think Pastor's going to enjoy that. Yeah, I think Pastor's going to enjoy that. Yeah, Junior, you went about. <laughs> um, let, me, let me conclude with this. This is something unique I put together. Now that we know that I must produce, right? Providence will be the result of producing. Then you should be able to adopt the level of light and be able to see clearly. Then the question, when is God changing your name, will become answered in your life. I'm going to conclude with that. Everybody stand. When is God changing your name? I thank God for his word. I thank God for his wisdom. I thank God for his peace. I thank God for our understanding. And Lord, I ask everyone that heard the message, and they begin to ask, when are you going to change my name? I ask God that you show them, help them, guide them, so that they can become better equipped 
better individuals, not for selfish reasons, but for the kingdom, to be able to help someone else in many places. The world needs it, God. You see the condition that we're in, but I know that you have not left us. And I thank you for your love. 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 I ask that you continue to bless Miracle Central, bless the online viewers, bless our pastor and first lady. I ask these things in your son's name, Jesus. Thank God and amen.